Daniel Phillips is back today for a watch-along episode of the September 21st, 1985 episode of Mid-South Wrestling. We're recording this probably earlier than any other episode we've ever done, so we can't talk about current events. And we have been at football today, so we've had a few beers. So what could possibly go wrong? Dan, how are you doing? I'm I'm great. Um, Hmm. Last time I was on, um, I mentioned that we'd had a few drinks. Um, so people listen to this podcast are now establishing the issue I may have. Um, we are we are recording this, um, yeah, very much in advance. And I don't want to mention current events, but I'm confident enough to say that Fulham are top of the league, and I think that will be valid now and when. <laughs> uh, let's let's start the episode and we continue we continue off uh, off topic. So it's on episode three one five on YouTube. So if you just type Miss Abrasson. A315, you'll find it. Three, two, one, hit the magic button and go. I've actually lost my notes as well, which is good. So I feel like there's been an update to Zoom, which is not, it's not one I particularly appreciate. So I'm just going to move you around a bit. I've not seen this at all. Um, I'm a very special guest host because I wasn't even doing this episode until half time at at the football. Uh, No, yeah. We had a slight, uh, slight, slight change of plans at last minute, but... um, Yes. So I think I made a comment earlier on if I actually just say something about the title sequence and so now I'm like really watching it properly now. Like there's a few new little clips in there, but the one that the one that just zooms in on Jim Duggan's face, that's remained. I love that one. It's yeah. just got no like every other clip is wrestling. It's just there's no reason for it just zooms into him. Uh, Joel oh, looks pleased himself, doesn't he? Let's have, let's have a listen to that's what they've got to say for themselves. Oh, I've paused it already, that's good. Oh, the sound quality is terrible on this as well. Joe, I'm turning it down because I can barely hear him. So basically, we've got Jim and Joel at the desk. We've got Steve Williams challenging Dick Murdoch for the North American title. And that is, I tell you what, spoiler alert, that's the perfect match to do on a watch along. Absolutely perfect. Um, Butch Rude is here. El Casario, Dutch Mantel and Bill Dundee are all here. And my favourite, Humongous and the Barbarian return. You weren't on. You haven't seen what's happened, have you? Do you want no, me to tell you what's happened? Well, you're going you're to find out. So, find basically, out. yeah. Any sort of having to listen to it again if they stay tuned. I mean, I'm well, happy think... to just watch along. Humongous is someone I haven't seen yet. Oh, really interesting. So what I was going to say to you is there's something that happens on two weeks ago episode where Jake Roberts had a match with Nightmare. And um, at the end of the match, after Jake Roberts beat the Nightmare humongous came in and attacked jake roberts and the barbarian jake roberts's tag team partner came out and turned on jake roberts and it was absolutely incredible the whole thing was really good that is that's because the last time i was on all i was talking about was how that that is going to be the could be the next best tag team yes Uh, talking of the best tag teams we've got our friends soon to be my all-time favorite tag team in history al perez and Wendell Cooley versus yeah. Jerry Gray and the Unmasked Nightmare. So in that that blonde guy is the Nightmare. So in the angle with Jake Roberts, Jake Roberts uh, at the end of the match DDT'd him, pinned him, pulled his mask off. So he looks scarier with a mask on. Yes, he now doesn't look like a nightmare. He just looks like a like a just a middle aged bloke from the pub. Well, yeah, and he's got a kind of. He's got the kind of dyed blonde head, the kind of balding, and I'm allowed to say this is balding, man. The balding dyed head, 
dyed blonde head mullet for anything going on here, isn't he? Really? Yeah. It's he not. Has. A, it's not a not a great not, not a great yeah. look. Yeah, this isn't. Yeah, this is not a good look for him. I mean, Wendell and uh, Al. Per- I mean, Al Perez and Wendell. I mean, look at these guys. Tashes, like just, just. I mean, honestly, that was one of my highlights of doing this show the other week, where yes, they won it. I mean, I just couldn't believe believe it. Really, I was just so happy, and that was the one where you hadn't seen it. No, I hadn't. We did a, we did a partial watch along. You've got to watch um, some of last week's episode because they did a Joel did a video on um, Al Perez, and it was absolutely incredible. And Al Perez took a, Al Perez was like a. Um, bow tie and suit and stuff and he took a lady out for dinner and like ordered some champagne and stuff he's dancing around in the moonlight it's just, it's just phenomenal to a really good song called uh winning by santana i believe which is really really good um what's our first tangent gonna be what, what's uh what do you think of adam sandler films what's your favorite billy madison or happy gilmore you go off in these tangents it's just too they're so i don't even know where to go from about <laughs> once the other day and i'm as vain as i am and I completely forgot that you just went off on a tangent about having a, a pile the size of a... <laughs> uh, I forgot. I haven't listened to that one back yet. The fact that's not even released until after after this is being recorded. So, um, yeah, that's the 31st of August, that one. Uh, I went for a spell, Adam Sandler. I mean, I loved a lot. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Happy Gilmore is one of my all-time favourite films. Wait, what was that one? Sorry, I didn't catch that. Yeah, Little Nicky, yep. Yeah. Happy Gilmore, Little Nicky, and um, the one where he gets the kid. Oh, Big Daddy, so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it, to be honest. Mm. I love um, Not my favourite ever actor, if you're asking. Who is your favourite ever actor? Sidney Poitier. No, that's a joke for the Office <laughs> fan. Um, I would say my favourite actor. Oh, that's a tough one, actually. I actually don't even know the answer to that question. Um, probably, I don't know, you know, it's a tough one because I, I, I mean, like, I mean, have I seen every Danny Dyer film? Yes, he's my favorite actor. No, um, I don't know who's yours, who's yours. You might, you, the guy that played Dawson in Dawson's Creek, amazing. That's <laughs> no, not really, I don't know why I thought of that. I can't really think, I'm not even shocked by that. I, I did like Dawson, and I thought that when again, again you might have been too young for this, but in the in the series, no, 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 no. well, 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 stop. I was old enough. I wasn't sad enough. I love Dawson's Creek. Did you watch the OC? Yeah, yeah. I we rewatched that recently. Dawson, the series when when Joey um, went for Dawson rather than uh, sorry, the series when Joey went for Pacey rather than Dawson. No, it's just wrong. I was I was pure team Dawson. I'm not even sure if why, really. All listening to this. Um, you're really thankful you haven't paid for that Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash mid south like, moments. This you is can like hear, a Patreon episode, this, I would say. You can hear me, just me by myself, talking about every single episode of Dawson's Creek in history, but you have to yeah. pay the 250 50 pound a month Dawson's Creek tier to get that one. And so, yeah, yeah. In ring here, this is actually quite a good match. And this is one where they have, um, again, Mid-South around this time seems to be doing a lot more longer television matches. And though Jerry Gray has kind of been used as a more of an enhancement talent, um, he's obviously teamed up with a former North American champion here. And actually, they are taking most of the matches as it stands with um, the Nightmare showing off his, his blonde locks. And he's got one of the guys, I think it's Wendell Cooley in a headlock at the moment. So it's a title match, is it? 
Uh, is this a title match? Is Kids. this a title match? I don't know. Is it? Don't think so. Don't think so. There you go. So you're watching, you're listening to this. You want, you, you love your Mid-South. One question, is it a title match? Don't know. What, <laughs> what have you learned? You've learned about Dawson's Creek. Yeah. That is so... I absolutely God. love Dawson's Creek. Have you have you have you picked a favourite actor yet? Or have we skipped that? No. I don't think you have either, to be honest. Oh, but, I really um, like Vince Vaughn. Wow, okay. Fair yeah, enough. I really like Vince Vaughn. Um I like Ryan Reynolds, but I think that's in sort of like a semi, literally a semi way sometimes. I'll tell you, what, he's a good looking bloke, isn't he, Ryan? Yeah, Reynolds. what's the thing with him and Wrexham? I don't really understand that. Do you know much about that? So he's bought Wrexham with another guy who I don't know, but apparently I think he's big in America. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know the reason behind it, whether it was a, I don't know, they've worked out that they've got a long lost family or something or other. But um, yeah, I mean, the thing is at that level, as we know, like when you're in, when you're outside for like those in America that might know that they've bought this club, they're in like the, they're still, they're a professional club. I think they're in League Two. So they're in like, you've got the Premier League, which I think everyone knows. There's three divisions below that. So actually the money they've got probably is good enough to do stuff if that makes yeah. sense um yeah. you know again you know what football is it's not you know draft and salary capped and all that it's about if you've got enough they do have a fair financial fair play where you can only spend a percentage of your income but actually what happens is they don't monitor it like in the nfl everyone knows where you're at mm. what they do in football is it's there but they don't assess it until your annual accounts come out or whatever so in essence you don't get penalized until 18 months later by which stage would you be reaping the rewards in which case if they find you you're like well whatever we've been promoted now it's a bit of a sham yeah Uh, it is absolutely the nfl has got its flaws but actually that whole element and i don't go wrong i know they can restructure contracts and stuff but it's it's transparent everyone knows what everyone's got to spend and what everyone's spent so far um so yeah um, interesting if wrestling had a bit of a salary cap because uh, yeah, are trying awesome. to push it now. Whereas WWE clearly might think that they've broke the salary cap given the amount of releases they've had in the it's past. All about um, all about the profits for them. Keep, keep going back to the match with the key story. This is Cooley basically excellently selling a continued beatdown from the heels uh, before finally making the hot take to Perez, as you've seen, as I'm sure hundreds of you are watching along with us at the moment. Perez smashed Gray with an incredible forearm, and Cooley eventually made the cover after a bulldog on Gray uh, in an enjoyable seven minutes and eight seconds, albeit I do not believe he was the legal man in the ring, so shame on you, referee, for this poor performance. Um, were you signalling for a break there, or what were you? I didn't quite see what you were doing, sorry. No, oh, just this is... this this this. Uh recording as we said is, is pre-recorded so there may or not, may not be highlights on the tv of a certain certain game we're at today so i just oh i got see it's got to be excited oh. uh, <laughs> i was thinking that's not the usual mid the our mid-south uh moment sign for a break uh, during taping is yeah. usually the old someone's injured in wwe which is probably a little bit poor taste thinking about it isn't it really but there we go um, there we go. what did you think of that what did you think of that um perez and uh Cooley thing of what you thought of it that looked like a very good match actually but I think that that Cooley and Perez they're good yeah they're, they're really good yeah they're really really good I'm really really like yeah very very fond of those guys so far I think we'll get good matches from them just in their very nature hmm. um 
Yeah. Next up, that- we've got Paul Brown versus the Mid-South Television champion, Butch Reed. Um, this isn't going to go very long. So tell me what, you, you can choose. You, I picked the first tangent about movies. What is your, what's your question going to be for me? I want to stick mine to wrestling, really, if I can. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'll give you a bit of time to think about it while I, I'll, do, I'll do a bit of play-by-play on this. So uh, Reed has just flipped uh, Brown over. Um, he's kneeing him in the arm at the moment. And then also pressing a hand into his belly, which is uh, a little bit humiliating. And um, Brown is holding his left pectoral, and now he's holding his arm, and he looks in big trouble here, and uh, Reed is cinching in an arm lock. Have you decided on a question as of yet? Uh, but mine's more because using a bit of historian. So with Butch Reed here... Uh, I don't, I'm not a bit of a historian. I'm a full-on historian, thanks very much. So we've got Butch Reed here. I think we've established every single week he's being pushed, you know, to the hill, right? It, it, in your um, time, unfortunately, there was a bit of interference there. I don't know where Dan's connection is. Uh, is a bit dodgy. But Who would you say? I, do you know what, Dan? I'm not sure if that's going to make it onto the recording because it's all gone a bit robotic. So I'm just going to fill for time, and hopefully, you'll come back. Is as um, Butch Reed has got Paul Brown in a, in a press slam, presses him down, and this is the one, two, three in one minute thirty-three. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear any of that. I'm not sure if it made on the recording or not, but I filled in. So go ahead and repeat that question, please, Daniel. We're having technical difficulties during a watch along, which is always a bit of a bit of a problemo. So I'm just going to pause very much for a second, and this will be all seamless. Within the recording, I'm sure. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, yeah. I lost I you for a bit there. Oh. Right, we're back now. I'm not sure um, how that's going to come off on the recording, but we'll do, I'll do my best to clean that up. So we're at 12 minutes and 51 seconds on the video, so I'm going to hit play again in three, two, one, go. So, oh, I didn't hit go. Um, are you actually showing? Am I actually showing the screen? Mm-hmm. Go. Okay, sorry. Yeah. 12, 52, three, two, one, and go. Three, two, one, go. There we go. So, yeah, sorry. I think you asked me a question about Butch Reed, but I didn't hear any of it, unfortunately. So what I just said was the fact that it's clear every week, every time we watch this, particularly when Bill was on in commentary, in fact, how much they push Butch Reed, right? And how yeah. it's to the point of, I think when Bill Watts on commentary, it's actually quite cringeworthy. And I was just saying, as someone that's watched so much wrestling, who would you say in, in your sort of time watching wrestling has been someone that has been pushed so blatantly, but actually... I'm not saying this about butchery, by the way, but I'm just saying it's been pushed so blatantly, but you've just sort of gone the whole time. Why? You're nowhere near good enough or... Do, um, do you know what I mean? Like, well, I, like, I can... Roman Reigns or John Cena. Oh. Yeah, but they were but they were good though, weren't they? John Cena was good in the end. And John Cena was, I think I think in hindsight, hindsight, you look at John Cena and um, just in just in ring, we got my favorite, probably my second favorite Mid South Tag Team at the moment, Humongous and the Barbarian against Steve Constance and Tim Ashley are just going to be um, just going to be brutalized here. Um, actually, let's I'll, I'll park that question and we'll just watch this because this is this is interesting <laughs> stuff here. So um, basically, these guys have just taken uh, Humongous, Paul- the guy in sort of the um, sort of Anne Summers gear. 
Yes, yeah, like like demolition, basically. So, I don't know what you'd call Ann Summers in America, the equivalent of, but uh, like Victoria's Secrets, but like a naughty version. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. naughty Victoria's Secrets. So basically, these guys are just completely killing these two, um, and we'll see in a moment that. Um, well, actually, I might start answering that question. John Cena and Roman Reigns. I think Cena did a good job. But there were people like Punk, as an example, where they wouldn't ever. So, so cutting back to this, Jake Roberts is now out attacking the Barbarian. So after the turn of a couple of weeks ago, so that's what's happening in Ring. Crowd are going uh, absolutely nuts for this. Um, as basically uh, Roberts hits the Barbarian with a close, with a knee followed by a clothesline. But unfortunately, I mean, obviously, I've not watched. I'm devastated by this. Yeah, I know the breakup of the thing. So unfortunately for Roberts, Humongous is in now, and he's about to get a massive beatdown here. Uh, and he's going to be busted wide open. And in a moment, um, poor Carl Fergie takes a rather, uh, rather tremendous-looking bump, actually, just right now. Check out this bump. Look at that. Straight over the top, right? I think oh. was a former wrestler. Um, you, don't John get, Cena, you don't get that back in the day, really, do you? No. Who's the think, guy in the shirt? Sorry, I can't really see you from here. Uh, Sol of a Humperdinck is the, oh, is the manager, no. yeah. So with Cena, he he was he did, a good, did, did do a good job. But there were other times where, like, Punk didn't ever really get... They wouldn't ever get behind Punk as the number one babyface in the promotion. That's the, the pipe bomb, isn't it? Is that? Yeah. So, so that was that was kind of bef- kind of before that big run, um, and they wouldn't get behind him. And Roman Reigns, they wouldn't get behind Daniel. Br- Daniel Daniel Bryan's an interesting one because Daniel Bryan was injured for a long time. Uh, but when he came back the first time, um, they didn't get behind him again, even though it seemed to be that the crowd wanted to him to be pushed as number one babyface. So while Reigns and Cena have both got their plus points. Both of them, I think, massively, massively over. You know, now, though, Reigns is sort of like, I don't know, holding that brand up. Not a needle mover. hasn't hasn't ever hasn't ever done it. hasn't ever sold any any tickets particularly. Doesn't do I anything for ratings. Like, but ten years time, are people going to talk about this era? Probably not. No, I, I think Reigns is a perfectly Cena. serviceable heel, but they, he, he didn't go heel early enough. And yeah, they're doing a good job. Of, they're doing a good job of his character. But the whole point of a of a heel is that at some point the babyface has got to beat the heel. But a babyface yeah. has got to beat the heel. When you look at WWE's roster, no just is, there isn't who is there. I mean, they're, they're going to. Yeah. I presume that. I mean, we'll, by the time this comes out, that we'll know what they're what they're doing. Um, but I presume they're doing Lesnar and Reigns in Saudi Arabia. I mean, who wants to see that? I certainly don't. I mean, I absolutely right. So it's the next, the next match has got Bruiser Bob Sweeten in it. So I'm, I'm quite tempted just to tangent off completely. So um, why don't we, what, 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 who is, is it my turn to ask you a tangent related question? Yeah. All right. Here's, here's a question for you. First CD ever purchased. Can you remember? Or was CD. it a record or a tape, like an album? Okay. So I know tape and CD. Okay, shoot. Tape was too unlimited, no limit. Nice. CD was brimful of Asher. This the single. Yeah, yeah, I had that as well. Actually, funnily enough, um, that was my first CD, and yeah. it's too unlimited, no limit. Bought it from a Blue Peter Bring and Buy sale. See, I'm old enough to that. My first uh, album was an album by a boy band called Bros. Do you remember Bros? A little bit before yeah, your time. Well. I know them retrospectively, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was a it was a band called Bros. I'm just looking up to see what the um what the actual album was called. But I remember it was a it was a re- it was a vinyl, it was a record. Uh, that's how old I am. And it was called what was it called? Discography. 
It was called Push by Bros. That came out on the 28th of March, 1988. So okay. there we go. That's it got some. Because I remember, I can remember tape, CD, and then the first DVD I bought was Kevin and Perry Go Large. Was it really? <laughs> See, I didn't. Did you, when did you get a DVD player? I didn't get a DVD player very early. Do you remember when you got one? Um, no, but I know that. No, no. So I, when I bought that, it was um, I watched it in the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we brought a. We were one of the first people, I think, to buy. DVD rewriter. So that's how oh, yeah. I think I've said before. That's how I made my money at school, really. Um copying anything anyone wanted, really. Mm. CD, tapes, computer games, you name it. I've done it. Five quid, Bosh. Uh, <laughs> Did I have to provide the disc? Uh no, that was in the price. That was in the price. Wow, could, that's good good value. Yeah, because you could buy loads of discs for a set fee. You had to pay me extra if if you if you wanted the the cover. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Print the cover out for you. Yeah, that's a that's a fair that's a fair point actually. This match, thankfully, is is nearly over, I believe. And yeah, one, two, three. And I'm just not interested in speaking about this bloke. Let's just move on from him. He's not. Yeah, not not of my not not. Yeah, no, not having it. You're How centered. old is he there? Out of interest. Uh, Forty-five. Forty-five. Yeah. Next yeah, up, I didn't know anything about him, but yeah. Now, now we know too much. Uh, yeah. Next up, we've got Dr. Death Steve Williams versus Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch for the North American Headweight Champion. It's a uh, championship, and it's your question in the tangent well, game, which I'm calling, yeah, ta- which the tangent well, game, which I'm calling the tangent right, game. Right, go on the tangent game a second. I just want to go through a advert that's just come up on the TV. Yeah, go ahead. It's not going to date anything. But this advert, right, starts as follows. Are you ready? I'm going to just read. It's just words that come up on the screen. Yep. Okay, and I'm going to re- list the words now. Are you ready? I'm ready. Pecker, po- pogo, pencil, pronger, pintle, piston, pizzle, wiener, wanger, Wilfred, weenie, William, winkle, whizzle, todger, member, Johnson, Peter, sausage, bratwurst, dizzle. Dong, 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 dong. Then he just says, but when it stops working, make the right oh. call. <laughs> Honestly, I've just looked up like, what is going on? Just to clarify, some of them words I've never linked to what it's obviously meant to be what we're talking about there. Sorry, I know it's a complete side. You'll probably crop that out. That'll be on Patreon. No, I won't. Um, I won't cut that out. That won't, that won't, won't, won't remain here. Just to, just a quickly to talk about this, because this is this is uh, going to oh, be the North see, I'm, happy to talk, I'm happy to talk through this fella. Well, yeah. Not, well, well, hang on a minute. I've got one of my favourites on the left-hand side here. In uh, as I'm sitting here in my Sooners top, which I wore to Fulham today, Phil, if you're listening. Um, but the but is against Dick Murdoch, who again, I, I don't even want to talk about Dick Murdoch anymore. Well, we'll keep going the on, backlash sorry. I've had the backlash <laughs> we talked about that earlier on, actually, in another episode. I, so I don't want, I don't, the backlash has been too much, and you know. It's not even trolls on Twitter because I know the people give me the backlash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, the blokes, as much as I'm sort of, I, I sort of back down, deep down now, right now, and I've had a few drinks and I'm tucked away in my house here in deep, dark Surrey in England. He's rubbish, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep an eye on this because this is an interesting match. But just to set the scene, um, basically, Williams had Sweeter in his corner and then Reed came out 
to say that he wanted to take on the winner of the match. And Murdoch added that if that's all he had to say, he should get out of there. Some more heelish vibes from, from Murdoch here. Um, and, and Reed is shown at ringside watching on. So it's your... Oh, about perhaps your, perhaps the, the advert um, was your tangent. Perhaps I need to ask another no, it's not a question, is it? All right, go ahead. Question. Question question if I'd have ended it with what you call yours, and that would have been my question, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> and also, I wouldn't even want to know. God knows what you call yours. Um, I don't really have a name for it, but there we go. Yeah. Let's move and on. You, <laughs> you call yours dormant. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, again, I'll try, you know, I like to sort of try and link things to Monday. So, um, I guess mine would be mid southwise. If you had to pick anyone from the Mid-South area that you've watched so far, that this is my AEW bias here, that could feasibly, you think could feasibly beat Kenny Omega, who would you pick? Could beat Kenny Omega? Yeah. <laughs> this is a very, this is a very like, you're 12 at school kind of question, which I like, which I like. Um, I mean... I, I love Magnum. I thought Magnum TA was, was just incredible. And I think that he would have a, a really great match with um with Kenny. And I think Ted DiBiossi would as well. I'm sure Jake Roberts would as well. Steve, I mean, crikey, look at the guy that we're looking at in, in the ring now. Steve Williams. He, Omega could have flipped and flown for him and all of the power moves and all the suplexes. And, and Williams would have taken those B-trigger knees so well. I mean, those, those are a few for you there, but I think they, they would, have been, would have been great in ring with uh, with him, definitely. Who, who do you think? Who would you like, Who do you think would For slot into AEW? It's just a complete different style, isn't it? It's yeah. such a complete different style. Um, but then you do wonder... Um, that, I mean, it's true for like, you know... Okay, so it is a different style. So it sounds silly, right? A lot of these guys could beat Omega, but actually... It's a bit like, put this as a football analogy, we'll always remember when Fulham first got promoted, we played some of the best football ever. Um, and then, and we played like Arsenal did. And yeah. then we played Arsenal in the same style and got completely annihilated. Yeah. And actually, the teams that beat Arsenal were your Stoke Cities, etc. that were, if Omega's your Arsenal, your Stoke Cities were your equivalent of Dr. Death, DBSC. So it sounds silly, but actually, Omega's wrestling people that are trying to replicate his style. Well, he does the style better. So you're going to lose. Actually, you could argue that maybe beat someone like him, a completely different style that he's not used to or knocks him down. It's, you know, mm. you know, like I'm watching here, you know, we've got Dr. Death here. You know, he hits Omega hard enough. Yeah, good luck, mate. You ain't getting up. <laughs> but you ain't getting up. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it sounds silly to even think any of them could even come close. But actually, so for me, the answer is um, from Mid-South, the, the, the person I'm most impressed with is DBS. I think he's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. I think he, like, every time I watch him, I'm just like, yeah, okay, I get I get it. You're so good. I honestly think he's so good. Um, but I like Dr. Death a lot. But, yeah, that would be my answer. The correct answer is Adrian Street, obviously. But Yes, you know, yeah. That is the correct answer, but it's it it's it is. I know it just sounds silly, doesn't it? It just sounds silly. Like when we are listening, and they're all big guys. But I like we've said before. Who who? And I, I appreciate that. Look, this is late recording, but you know, okay, he may or may not have lost the belt. But 
at the end of the day, if he does lose, whenever he does lose this belt, it's going to be, it's not going to be clean, in my opinion. Um, because he's oh, that good. Oh, I don't know. I think Hangman, Hangman's going to be in clean. Or oh, maybe when he does it eventually. But Omega's that good. But, but put it this way. Omega's better than Hangman. Right, he is. Um, yeah, he is. But I, th- I do what I do wonder about and worry about his um, some of his injuries. Just as a, a quick aside, this match is so many holds. You've got arm uh, yeah. locks, front face well, up again right. from Murdoch, and just this is this is not to my taste at well, all. I, so I love Page, right? He's one of my favorite wrestlers, and I want him to win it because story wise, I think I think AEW is so good with the stories. Um, it can be frustrating at times because they're they're taking a long time to build up. But actually, when you think about it, that's actually quite good because that's, re- that's re- realistic. Um, mm. And but I don't know. Like I just think with Omega, like again, I might be slightly biased, but I have I've said this before. Before AW, I didn't know he was. You knew he was stuff like that. You told me how good he was, but I thought I'm going to make my own judgment. And you now like you have to this. Like, I tell you about the time. Like, I've just I just look at this guy. I'm like, you're incredible. Yeah, you are incredible. But. He's a different breed. Like when you know, when I used to watch WWE, I like the big guys. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. That's maybe a change in how I view wrestling. Actually, maybe you know, I always liked The Rock and you know Hulk Hogan and stuff like that. I like your big, your big units. Omega would have wouldn't have done it for me. Um, whereas now, I think the big guys is a bit old hat, isn't it? You know, like oh, I can hit you, kick you. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's just. I think okay, um, every, everyone's got their own taste, haven't they? Like, well, know. I think tastes are, tastes are evolving. You look at Darby Allen. Darby Allen is a small guy. Uh, Punk Punk's small in the in the land of the giants, but Punk is kind of a medium sized guy. Darby yes. Allen, he, he he they put him on in main events on that dynamite uh, a few weeks in a row, and he he was a genuine numbers mover. The guy is over in the live crowd, and he and he um, and he draws ratings, and it's like. It's time, like, and we, we talked um, today in person about WWE changing NXT and how they're looking for big guys and stuff. It's a nonsense. The biggest, the biggest combat sports athletes in the last ten to fifteen years are Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Floyd Mayweather fights at one hundred and fifty pounds or a bit lower. Conor yeah. McGregor fights at one forty or one forty seven or one uh, one forty five, one fifty five, and a couple of times at one seventy. Let, let's you don't need to be 250 pounds to, to, to be a draw in wrestling you just don't yeah. um in the it what's going on here that's there's lots lots going on basically towards the end of this um end of this match so um at the seven minute mark williams charged at murder but miss end up falling on the floor reed and sweeten got into it at ringside and in the and the melee the ref was bumped sweeten attacked murdoch williams had him pinned until the referee uh sorry williams had him pinned until reed and williams went went at it the ref was still down throughout this. Murdoch then drilled Reed with a punch and stomped him and then went after Sweetan. Williams took him down and then both him and Sweetan stomped Murdoch until the fantastic Al Perez made the save, which you're about to see. It's a spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, this, this as, as we're looking on the screen at the moment, there's about to be a moment where um, Murdoch and Reed basically go at it for the first time and, and Murdoch lays a punch in on Reed with Reed kind of facing the other direction there. Um, because he yeah. thought that um, Reed had kind of interfered and, and, and gone on him, but I just kind of thought this was this was a bit of a mess. Um, I presume this, stuff, yeah, stuff going on everywhere. Yeah, to the point where I, I guess we haven't got commentary on. I normally say that might help. Actually, 
sometimes in the mid south commentary because Joel and JR and that, that's not just, they get they get into it as well. Actually, sometimes their commentary doesn't help matters because they're just going nuts, aren't they? They just yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all a bit of a big melee, really. Yeah, but yeah. I no, sorry, I don't, you know, that was a huge tangent we had there. Just the Omega thing, but it's just I just find it interesting. And as you say with Darby Allen, again, each to their own. Like my view is, yeah, I rate him, but I wouldn't. And I know this is terrible, but I would never want him having the world championship belt. I, that would I'd be like, nah, you're too small. Um, I know that's wrong, isn't it? That's wrong, but I wouldn't want him having it. My view is the team, and maybe that's because I've grown up with the you had the WWE title, then the Intercontinental, and the Intercontinental for some people was a starter, for other people, my view, maybe the, the slightly lighter ones. What do you, you think know, about like, ju- like, Jung? So, what, what would you say about Jungle Boy? Would you say he's too small? Yeah, yeah, TNT. Mm. See, the thing is, I, I think so, so. So, my view would be if I'm watching that from the outside in, right? So, you go to someone and go, right, I watch AW, oh, great, oh. Oh, is the roster? Who's your champion? That guy. But he's the best. He's the best. He's the. He is better than everyone else. He could beat that skinny little fella there. And again, no disrespect to him. Could beat every bloke on your roster. That bloke there. Don't think so. Yeah, but I find that hard to believe. I'm always. I find that a bit hard to believe. Fine. I WWE. I do know what you're saying. When I stop watching WWE. When I watched WWE, I always felt the champions were fairly... When I stopped watching it, I'm not saying this is a reason I stopped watching it, but around the time I stopped watching it, I think Rey Mysterio might have won it and stuff. And I remember going, nah, not interested. No way. That would never... No way. Not here's, interested. A question for, here's a question for you, though. Okay, so, so let's let's say Darby Allen is a bit smaller than Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, I think, improves every single time I see him, and he's, he's genuinely going to be a star. If Jungle Boy was by far the most over person on the, the show, so the so the biggest yeah. reaction from the crowd, TNT. they they uh, see. I disagree. I think I think you can have you can have the the thing you've got to be careful with is if you've got if he won the main belt. The only reason I'd be like, okay, fair enough, he's won it because he's over, and and maybe the match he won it was a great match and all that. But I would be assuming that he's losing that within a month. Uh, just uh, El Casario versus Jerry Backlund is uh, Jimmy Backlund. Sorry, next this, this guy. Yeah, the future uh, gigolo Jimmy Del Rey with an incredible, just incredible outfit. Wow. Of, like like yeah, when, a, when a woman goes swimming. The, the thing is, with, with with if you look at the AEW roster, there aren't all that many monsters in there. So you've got no, people. I know, like I, know. Min- I completely understand. I completely understand. And and uh, again, like Omega's not massive. So no, don't get me wrong. He's not massive and. But I don't know. I just struggle to. Get I still my think you can make it believable with because uh, they did they did this with with uh, Darby Allen some of some of his victories with cradles and things and it's it's it's, it's believable and I think it's, it's still legitimate. I I think that it's t- it'd be it'd be tough it a bit if it was like um an El El just actually murdered Jimmy back from there in thirty four seconds. Yeah, with like, a brutal kick. Just to, talking about putting someone over right. This guy he's just kicked right. Has not only landed, he is in a starfish position. He's <laughs> yeah. left. I've never seen that before. I've seen people be knocked. He is literally both his arms are even like spread out, and his legs. He is in a starfish. He did take an incredible bump there. To be fair, so good, good on him. Um, I just think that there's ways to do it. I think it's not if it, if it was Darby Allen versus Andre the Giant, and you're and it was no, you're trying to make that, that, but it's it's not quite. But I, yeah, I do understand. But I'm not sure now. Um, I don't think now it matters 
to a mainstream audience if the champion's small. I think no, if you're... no, no, no. I do think it's changed. No, I completely. Yeah. Agree. I do think that. I I do think that. And as I just said, Omega isn't that big, is he? No. Um, and look, let's be honest. We're looking at probably the next few champions. You're looking at your Hangman Page again, not a monster. Um, Punk will win it eventually. Um, right again, not huge. Brian so Danielson's pretty small as well. Yeah, so it's a different because it's a different type of wrestling now. But again, I just I don't know, just like Jungle Boy and Derby, they are just so thin. They're so mm. little that I just I'm like I think Derby's quite a bit smaller than Derby's quite a bit smaller than Jungle Boy, I think. Yeah, and and maybe I also sometimes that sometimes always have in my head as well, like that element of what? So if you were in a pub and it kicked off, you would you would sort it out. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think that. Yeah, but I think that doesn't work because you know how good little combat sports guys are. That and that's 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 the counter there. I think the the the, the difficulty in wrestling is it's you're supposed to be in an environment of all of them are like highly skilled fighters. So yeah, the bigger the, like the good big is always going to be a good little one. But if you put if you back put back in the day, as I said, like back in the day, it was like when I watched, wasn't it? Like everyone was big, right? Like yeah. Not, again, we're not talking giants here, but no. St- Stone Cold, he was probably a fairly slim champion. Six two, two two thirty, something like that. Yeah, but like you know, you got your rocks, him, uh, Triple H. Then they, then the next generation was Batista, Orton. Do you know what I mean? Like it's always been. You know, I'm talking your big dogs here. Um, but yeah, look, at the end of the day, AEW's turning the dial right now. And I think it's great that they are again, again. And I'm, I'll be, you know, I'm slightly biased because it's got me back into it. But I think, I think, you, yeah, you probably convinced me a little bit. I think it will turn around that I'll start going. Okay, smaller guys are going to start getting a bit more of a go. I don't think it should be a barrier. It should be who's the right person for the job at the, at the time. With what we've just seen on on screen there, basically, um, Eddie Gilbert came out after the introductions for the Mantel and Dundee versus Rose and Styles match. And Gilbert said that Dundee had brought class to wrestling in Memphis. And, and Dundee said that he and Gilbert um, had had a picture taken together in Memphis. And uh, they talked about Dundee telling uh, Bobby Fulton not to do his strut anymore. And Eddie Gilbert said that if he had asked, been asked to not do the strut, he would have stopped. Gilbert then said that he had a presentation for um, Bill Dundee and then returned his pink suit, which Dundee lost a few weeks ago. And he was ecstatic about this. And this is a bit odd. What's that? Who did he lose it to? Uh, it was a it was a smaller wrestler um, who's <laughs> had an offensive name, which I'm not going to say on air. Um, uh. Basically, this was a bit odd as Gilbert had seemingly been turned babyface, but this was apparently or appeared to be a strange way of him turning back heel. Um, Ross called Styles in this match as country as they come and talks about his 500 pound bench press, which was unusual for them to be doing this sort of thing with a kind of enhancement team. Styles. Pile Styles, yeah, I'd forgotten that we called him that. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yes, yeah. So uh, I'm not well, massively keen on this. My question went, went massively off there, and I'm sure actually some of the stuff I've said, some people would be like, "You don't know what you're talking about, mate." But again, to be honest, I'm not really even giving an opinion. I just like hearing, you know, I just like hearing thoughts. You can like, you, you I can, love you... just hearing what everyone thinks about these things because it's just I just find it int- everyone's got. That's what's good. So, like, when you go on Twitter and stuff, it's very toxic at times about wrestling. But I love the tweets where it's just people just going, I think this. And, and then you'll get people go, well, I think this. And I 
when they reply and go, yeah, good point. Yeah, good point, actually. Yeah, that's but the I way like it should that. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, we, we've got a few little groups here and there where we talk about it and we disagree on different things mm. and stuff like that. But it's always interesting to hear, okay, yeah, okay, I'll get what you're saying or no, talking rubbish because sometimes people are. But um, yeah, sorry, it's just a huge side and it started off about Mid-South and I ended up moving it to AEW. But um, How is Mantel's hair on his back? Is that is that like a, would you consider that to be... I mean, is that that that's got to be? I'm going to say almost unnatural in its thickness. Is that a condition? It looks, it looks fake. It does, doesn't it? It really does. I, I just can't imagine that that is. I'm just surprised. Like people do have hairy backs, but not such with such um like fierceness. Basically, it's just um yeah, unbelievably hairy. Um, we got we've got a bit of time for one more. I'm not sure who's who's tangent. Is it my tangent yeah, question yeah, to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. My tangent question to you. So my tangent question to you is going to be, what's your... What do you call yours? <laughs> no. What's your... What would you consider your all-time best personal sporting achievement? Jesus. Personal? Yes. Wow. Okay. As Dundee uh, comes uh, off the top rope with a knee right to... Uh, Paul Styles throat for the win in two with the ref back turn for the win in two fifty-nine. I'd probably say you'd be between two. So one would be see the first one, I was so young I sort of don't feel I can count it, but I used to play fullback. Um and one year my team won cups and all leagues and stuff. And from left back I won managers players players player and supporters player of the year from fullback which Very i always nice. think that don't happen does it no like like but i'll probably more recently I, I think i might have said before i set up a men's football team when i was 21 ran it for 10 years we started off at the bottom um all mates um made our way to the top of the top of the top league in 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 surrey which every team we were playing against were all semi-professional guys that played semi-professional on Saturday and they would come up on the Sunday as like a kickabout but so they were all getting paid paid to play football and we were just a mates team and I managed that team to to compete against these people played as well you know just just a group of mates that just we were just good because we were mates and it was yeah. just sport wise you're just like don't get much better than this and like in our last ever game we won the cup final and you're just like against the team again of full semi-professionals and you're just like yes yeah, not bad is it um but obviously that's a combo because i played for a bit and then managed so you know had a bit of a mixture but what about you was managing more satisfying than playing as the um, fantastics video that has aired before is on so i'm just that's that's the end of the episode basically so yeah that's I love, it i love playing i had to retire early just for my own uh Bad knees, I know a lot of people have, but I think I went to a physio once and they sort of said, if you keep going, by the time you're sort of in your mid-30s, you'll just be aching every day and you just yeah. look at life and go, nah. And they still hurt, they hurt now, even though I stopped. Manage it. When I played, I managed. So actually just managing, I preferred because when you're on the pitch, managing is quite a tough gig. Um, but again, over the years, it, I had some real, you know, real horrible weekends and I, got, yeah. I mean i mean 
when I played football, I never got sent off. As a manager, I got sent off three times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds a bit like Happy Gilmore's record in. Uh... Yeah, I got. I got uh, as a manager, I got sent off three times. I've had fines, uh, everything. Um, as a player, I never got sent off. <laughs> as a manager, and all three sending offs, it might surprise you, were for sarcasm. Oh, really? Actually, in the referee's report is, as well. Is sarcasm a red card? Yeah, offense? well, that was. I appealed all three to say, well, what have I said wrong? Well, yeah, like sarcasm is you don't. You're not you're not offensive. Um but yeah, it was tough. And obviously managing your mates, you know, you gotta upset them. Yeah. Um and also, you know, I knew when it was time for me to call it a day. I had plenty of mates that didn't know when it was time for them to call it a day. And you sort of have to tell them, which is a tough gig. Um, yeah. but yeah, I loved it. Um but yeah, personal achievement. Yeah, it has to be that. I thought you were gonna say the best sporting sort of thing I've done which but I guess we've covered that many times on it um yeah what would be yours um probably winning my mate's golf tournament in 2010 I'd say uh how many people in pathetic it? only six <laughs> you know what but, you know what six I guarantee everyone listening thought you were going to say two yeah no it wasn't I finished I finished second the last two years and the, the one two years ago I um I did it was one of those seconds where I would have taken second all day long, but I was quite a way away from first. So I was like, I had to hold, hold off. Last year, I should have won. I choked so terribly and it still haunts me to this day. So there we go. Uh, that is it. That is the end of the September 21st, 1985 episode of Miss Wrestling. Um, certainly not to the standard of the last couple of weeks, uh, especially the guest host. Um, but <laughs> so, <laughs> just joking. Uh, but yeah, just, um, it just everyone, wasn't... Listen, 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 everyone listening, do you all remember your first beer? Yeah, so do I. He just had it. <laughs> I just had mine. Uh, no, it was. It just wasn't wasn't a, a particularly memorable episode. But then we've had some really good ones recently. Um, what any thoughts on this? Um, this this twenty first of twenty uh, first. Yeah, twenty first September nineteen eighty five episode. Before we got on out of here. Um, yeah, just most matches are either a squash or a bit of a mess. Um, yeah. Bit. Yeah. Not. Not the best, but. I've had a great time if no one else has. So, yes, yeah. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed some of our tangents. Uh, we'll be back on... I don't know what we're doing with that. We're, we're going to do... Um, We've got two left, haven't we? We're going to do Saturday Night's Man event. We might do Summer Sam as a watch-along. Um, I think that might might save us both some time because we can just... I've seen the event before, so that will save me watching it again. Um, I think that might be... What do you think of that idea since you're doing yeah, it as a watch-along? Okay. That, yeah. that, that sounds Bond song as well, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll be back at some point. We may have even released these, these episodes by the time this is aired anyway. But thank you all, Dan, thank you again for joining me for this episode. Thank you all for listening and we shall speak to you all again very, very soon. Yeah, this is Eric Watts. And for all you phenomenal wrestling fans and fans of this podcast, please do me a favor. If you're looking at uh, more information about Mid-South Sports, Power Pro Wrestling, Universal Wrestling, go to universalwrestling.com and check out that website. It's a must-see.